Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth, where we're exploring all sorts of business topics. Experts from around the world join me, your host, Diane Helbig, for a conversation where they share their expertise with all of you. Take what you need, when you need it. Featured on Inc.com, Forbes, and MSNBC's Your Business, this podcast is recognized as one of the best podcasts for small business, sales, leadership, social media, and more. When it comes to business, Accelerate Your Business Growth has got it covered. And now on with the show. My guest today is Ari Galper. Ari is the world's number one authority on trust-based selling and has been featured in CEO Magazine, Forbes, Inc. Magazine, Sky News, and the Australian Financial Review. Ari has has created a unique and different sales approach based on trust and integrity called Unlock the Game. Designed so the dreaded act of chasing and the painful experience of rejection is eliminated forever. A feat never thought possible until now. Boy, isn't that the truth. Uh, Thanks so much for joining me today, Ari. Thank you for having me, Dan. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, let's just hit it straight up. What is trust-based selling and how is it different from traditional selling? Sure. It's the total opposite. And here's why. Because we teach a mindset where the goal of the process is not the sale. The goal of the process is to build deep trust with people early in the cycles. They feel comfortable. They almost feel vulnerable enough to open up to you to tell you the truth and where they stand. And at that point, it could be a yes or no, but your whole main goal is to seek the truth of whether you're a fit with them or not. And then it makes sense to work with them after that. So rather than chasing all the numbers, whatever comes in front of you and pursuing what I call ghosts, people don't call you back. You get to the truth very early on by being authentic and really connecting with them at a deep level around their problems. Boy, I so agree with that. So talk to me about what um, you are seeing out there as some of the biggest mistakes business owners are making when they are trying to sell. Sure. Well, I mean, a lot of business owners are still wedded to their old notion of what they believe selling is. They're still conditioned uh, in, the, in, in the old ways from the 80s when we're, we're taught to chase the sale, play the numbers game, you know, um, close that deal. All, all that thinking, unfortunately, breaks trust. Let me tell you why. There's three core myths behind why so many owners are still struggling with this. Uh, the first one is the idea of the sales and numbers game. And I'm sure you've heard it before where the idea is the more contacts you make, the more sales you make. Yeah. So, we, we discovered in this economy now, it's not about how many contacts you make anymore. It's about how deep you go on each conversation with people, not how good you are, how many contacts you have. The second one is the idea of the sales loss at the end of the process. And I'm sure you've been there before in your career where you've had a deal pending and all looked good at the end of the process, just fell out of, fell out of nowhere, just dropped out. You're kind of like, Hey, what happened? They were perfect for us. You know, sure. so we, we discovered that the, that the sales not lost anymore at the end of the process is now lost at the beginning of the process at hello. Yeah. And, I, and I'll prove it to you right now in a fun way. If someone calls your office tomorrow morning and you pick up the phone and you hear, hi, my name is, I'm with, we are a, what goes through your mind in about three seconds? <laughs> I got to get off the phone. 
it's over <laughs> hello isn't it <laughs> so i'll make the case today that many of your listeners are losing their opportunities not at the end of the process they're losing at the beginning which is a bit of a shock for people who are used to the close and the last one is the idea of rejection is part of the sales process you have to accept it as part of the game that came from the old sales manager who said he said to us hey if you're not thick-skinned if you can't take a no if you're not tough enough you're not made for success well we discovered that rejection is triggered by certain things you say and do unconsciously that cause the other person to push back on you that makes the whole thing so dysfunctional and i'll walk through some of those today as well oh so great in 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 um my most recent book i say that closing doesn't happen at the end it happens at the beginning uh -huh. so yeah, it's like totally in line with what you're saying that, that this is really about building a relationship and learning you know and and being curious about people so that you're not in sales mode you're just curious and that you know then you're open to um being authentic but also picking up signals and they feel more comfortable because you're not telegraphing that you're trying to sell them. Yeah, we go even further. We, we, we evolve that into what we call a doctor-patient relationship, where you're the doctor and they're the patient. When they come into your, what I call clinic, or your first, say, call with them, this isn't a get-to-know-you call. This is a diagnostic call. This is a where-does-it-hurt call. This is, this is where you remove the relationship piece of this and you focus only on their problem and you unpack it to the extent where they say to themselves, she just gets me. She understands me. Wow, I got to work with her. I trust her. That's what real trust is. Real trust is not relationship building. Real trust is understanding the depth of their problem and having them owning it and then realizing you're the one to solve it. Yeah. Okay. So, so before when you, you did the example of, you know, hi, my name is, I'm with blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and we agreed that that probably doesn't work very well. What is the best way to open a call? Sure. So we have a different approach, obviously. And uh, it kind of goes like this. It's hi, Diane. My name's Ari. And here it is. And I'm hoping you can help me out for a moment. Interesting. That's it. Okay. And, and human nature is to say, what? How can right. I help you? Right. How can I help? Exactly. That's that that's what a two-way dialogue looks like at hello. Yeah. For people who struggle with the hi, my name is with a typical sales approach. Uh, and then from there, you'd say, I'm just giving you a call to see if you'd be open. There's some different insights and ideas on ways to address the issues of, and you plug in the problems that you solve right there, not your solutions. Okay. So the whole, go ahead. The whole thing starts around their problem, not what you have to sell. So that, that makes perfect sense to me. So is this a place where then they might say, well, that's great. And that's really interesting, but we're not experiencing that problem right now. And you would say, great, good on you, or. Yeah. I mean, the, the whole idea is to target a market that you know what their problems are in advance. So it's not a guessing game. It's like, 
let's say you sell software that solves accounting problems, right? Mm -hmm. So if you know what your solution is, you reverse engineer that, engineer that into the core three problems that goes away when a customer who's in your market installs it or uses it, then you know in advance what most likely their problems are. So say you're calling businesses and you're selling software to solve accounting problems. You say, I'm just giving you a call. If you'd be open to some different ideas and ways to address the issues of, uh, you know, your numbers being correct every month, making sure your accountant doesn't, you know, have numbers that are, are, are not matched up with the tax office. And also, you know, so you're, you're addressing the issues that you know they have in most cases based upon your market. I see. And, and okay, so, and that sounds to me like, and then that just continues to create a dialogue. Right, because they're going to say to you one of two things. They're going to say to you, uh, what do you mean? Mm -hmm. Or they're going to say to you, who's this? And when they say, do you remember, you didn't say where you're from yet. You just said your first name. That's pretty much it. <laughs> they don't know if you're from the IRS or a customer or anything. They're like, they don't know who you are. So when they say who you are, you know, who are you? You say, oh, I'm, you apologize because, you know, you know, I'm sorry. My name is Ari. I'm with XYZ Company. And you repeat the same thing again. We help companies address and solve the issues of blank. And you keep it focused on the problems. Yeah. Um. I just had a question for you and it just left my head. Um, this, oh, I know what it was. So does this work? Does this work in every industry? Doesn't matter. It's agnostic to what you're selling. Right. It's a whole philosophy, a whole mental approach and framework where you focus on their problem, not your solution. That's the real shift because in yeah. traditional sales, we're all about presenting our solution. Yeah. and what it can do for you and it's great and it's we've got so many clients and see it's all about us that's the problem when you start talking about you and yourself see our identity is so attached to our solution when we meet somebody who's a target audience of ours we can't help ourselves but to want to talk about how we can help them solve their problem it's just instinctive and that's when it all falls down because if you prematurely talk about you and your solution before they own their own problem. You're dead right there. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. That's right. And and salespeople really, they just, you know, barrel their way in, right? And just start talking about their solution and there's no connectivity. Right, because that's all they know. You see, they've only yeah. been taught one way from the 80s, which is come yeah. in the front door, be enthusiastic, talk about how great it is, close your eyes and hope it works. Right, right. Good All right, luck. so let's talk some, I'm sorry, let's talk some about ROI of their problem. Sure, sure, how, how do you sure. frame that? So what you do with that is, um, let's assume, for instance, you're having a scheduled call with somebody, uh, first conversation, and they're, and they're probably qualified, and, and they explain to you what their problems are. So then what you do is when they say to you what their problems are, let's just say, like in your business, what would be a typical issue somebody might say to you that, that you work with people on? that they're not getting clients. Okay. So let's say someone says to you, Diane, I'm just not getting very many clients. I just can't make many sales. Yeah. So the first yeah. thing you want to say to that is, can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah. That's the magic phrase right there. Yeah. Now they're, now they're, it's going to roll back in their lap and they're going to open up to you and say, well, I, and they'll start talking, right? And then yeah. you'll say, well, how long has that been an issue for? 
and they'll say last last four months. Wow. And what's the impact of that? I mean, how 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 many sales should you have gotten by now? And what what's the loss there? Would you say by not not getting what you've got what you haven't gotten so far? And now they're going to come up with a number, uh, an estimate range of what the revenue losses have been since they have not since they dropped off their typical you know numbers, whatever it might be. Then you have an ROI. You can say, wow, that's pretty significant. Then you, here's the here's the definitive question you want to ask at that point, Diane. And by the way, this is part of I'm working on a new book right now coming out next year called The One Call Sale, wow. which is how to compress your sales cycle from multiple steps to one single trust based conversation where you get a yes or no without pressuring anybody which really is the key right that, yeah. that you're not pressuring them that it, it makes sense to both of you the whole goal is remove the pressure from the process that already inherently exists when you say hello to someone <laughs> you don't know in business <laughs> It's already there. If you don't consciously remove it, it'll always be under the surface and they'll never feel comfortable telling you the truth. Yeah, right. And then you play the numbers game and you chase what I call ghosts. People will say things like, sounds good. Oh, I'm definitely interested. Oh, Diane, send me a proposal. Yeah, I would love to work with you, but they really <laughs> have no intention of buying. Yeah, right. Right, that's right. Whether you're a seasoned designer or a total novice, with VisMe, you can create engaging, dynamic, branded content that makes people ask, how did you do that? Visit tinyurl.com slash seizevisme to explore. If you're a small business owner or salesperson who struggles with getting the sales results you're looking for, grab a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon and wherever books are sold. And if you haven't seen all audible.com has to offer, you don't know what you're missing. Sign up for a free trial at audibletrial.com slash business. Okay. So, so then talk to me some about pricing then in the context of their problem. Is that directly related to the ROI? Yeah. So you get some kind of number, some kind of range of what the losses are. The losses, not the gains. You don't want a future sell here. You don't want to do what everyone else does, which is how we can change your world. If you did this, you can get this much money. You can see everyone else sells the future, right? They say, oh, imagine, imagine if you had our tool. Imagine what's possible. See, the problem with that is in this day and age now, people can't think past tomorrow. Yeah. They can't think past the next 10 minutes. And here you are selling the future. Are you kidding me? They can't imagine what life would be like. When you when it's all problems are solved, they're trying to get past the next hour with their S, kids SMSing them, their wife on email. I mean, it, people are trying to just get through the day, and yeah. here we are selling the future. So I said, stop selling the future. Focus on the problems you can help them solve now. It's in front of them, and that's where you get the range of the losses of the problem. And you ask them this question: Here it is. The question is: Is this a priority for you to solve? once and for all, or is it something you have to live with and not address for now and let it, let it be? I'm okay either way. Oh yeah, that's great. Yep. Yeah. So, so I, I really love this because it isn't just about getting to the problem. It's about making sure they know that 
it's theirs. You're having a conversation about it. You know, you, you may have a, a solution for them or a, a process that can help them or, you know, a tool, whatever it is. Um, but right now you're just trying to get to really the core, really the bottom of what is this thing? How much of an impact is it having? And what, you know, what's your sense of urgency around making it go away? Correct. This is like a therapist and a patient relationship. If the patient doesn't own the problem, they're yeah. the worst patients to ever have. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. Right. And that's the whole idea in this model. This model is you want the prospect to own the problem. So they drive things forward, not you. Right. Right. I see that. That's so interesting. That, and it really is about language. You know, how, how you ask the questions and what questions you ask. It's, it's the mindset shift away from the sale. And it's what we call trust-based languaging. We have our own body of work around phraseology used based on integrity. It's not scripted is not have a hidden agenda for a yes. It's just designed to get to the truth. Because you have to know when to walk away from people who are not a fit. You can't just hang on to everything that's in front of you hoping it'll become a sale. That 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 turns into the drug in our bodies called hopium, where you keep hoping everyone's gonna turn into a sale. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. It really is. Awful. Now, it is a mindset shift, and I, I'm I'm curious because I have noticed that while intellectually something like this makes sense to people, it is still difficult for them to actually do. Like they get in the situation and they revert right back to what doesn't work. Yeah, because they have to de 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 detox first from their old conditioning, from the years and years of the old sales gurus and what they believe the definition of sales is. The customer has changed. The world has changed, but most of your folks listening probably are still selling the old way with their old, I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example right now. Uh, I'm gonna ask all your listeners to remove one key phrase from the vocabulary forever and never use it ever again after this recording. And, 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 it, and if you've been in sales for a long time, this might hurt just a bit. I hope that's okay, Diane. Um, I want to ask all your listeners to never again in their business life use the phrase follow-up ever again as of today. <laughs> What's the only industry in the world that uses the word follow-up? Sales. Yes. Hi. <laughs> I'm giving a call to follow-up to move things forward. Was there a few more classic ones from the 80s. Remember the other ones? I'm giving you a call to what? to touch, touch base. Oh, <laughs> Diane, touch base. You used to remember those. How about, how about checking yeah. in? Remember that one? Yes. yes. Those are all things people still use from the 80s that when you hear that from someone, you're saying to yourself, oh no, yeah. they're calling a follow-up to move things forward towards their goal of the sale. Right. You got to be aware of your own self still stuck in the old decade around that. So here's what you say instead. You say, I'm giving you a call to see if you have any feedback on our previous conversation, any feedback on our last meeting, any feedback on our last proposal, 
See, feedback's going reverse, away from the sale, backwards, not towards the sale. And that elicits the truth. And they start talking. They start telling you everything. When you say to somebody, I'm just giving you a call, see if you need feedback in our last conversation, you'd be blown away. What, what happens? Yeah, boy, I love that. That's so interesting. It is a total shift. I, I never would have thought of that. That That is... I like yeah, I never would, have thought, well, never would have thought of that means that you you only been seeing things one way for years until now. Yep. And now exactly. I'm saying that's the shift. You have to be open-minded, willing to say to yourself, hey, maybe what I think is right is wrong. Maybe right. start, maybe go back to school again and start again with a fresh approach that matches this new day and age. Because we're still carrying these old frameworks from the past, which don't match the psychology of the customer now. Yeah. Right. In the old days, you could say, hey, I'm just kind of follow up. How's it going? They'd be like, oh, good, great. See, but now the sales game's over. They know it a mile away. The minute you say yeah. hello and that's in your voice, it's over right there. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, oh, my gosh. It is so true. And, I, you know, I got to tell you something, Ari, that, that learning this right now feels good. You know, like hearing this and going, wow, I could be saying that, that it is like liberating that, that feels good to me. So I think that would be easy to adopt. Yeah. It's cathartic to realize you could let go of the layer of artificiality that of languaging that we're carrying with us. That isn't really authentic to us. We can just be our natural self. And that's what people are looking for. Trust comes when other people feel that you're not carrying what I call sales armor on around you. Yeah. We are playing the game and they're associating with that image, that, that, you know, that image. And that, that's the real key is just being relaxed, authentic, and being okay with the yes or no. Yeah. Yeah. But what do you say to someone who says, that's all well and good. Uh, but I got a quota to meet. I got my sales manager telling me this is what I got to do. And this is how I got to do it. What do you say? You can still be ambitious. You can still have your goals. Still have still have your commissions, of course. But don't tra don't transfer that over the phone to your prospect. It's not about you on that call. Leave it off the call. Fine. We all have goals. I'm not saying don't, don't be uh, you know passive and wimpy. Now I'm saying you can still be you can still be ambitious, but don't translate that pressure to the other person. So that's really the key. It, it, it's knowing what your goals are, but not letting them influence how you communicate. Oh, beautifully said. You're a genius. Interesting. That's really great. Really great. Good. So let's talk about objections because uh -huh. it's always on people's minds. Um, you say there's a difference, like there's overcoming objections, but then there's diffusing objections. Yes. Okay. T tell me more about that. Sure. The, the typical model is when someone gives you an objection, like your price is too high, right? Uh -huh. You're supposed to overcome it, right? Yeah. But what happens if you overcome, attempt to overcome someone's objection when what they're telling you is true, but you try to overcome it? <laughs> what can you break with them right there in that moment? 
your tr the trust. Correct, because you're overcoming what they're telling you they believe is true. Yeah. So in our world, we don't we don't create resistance. We remove resistance. We diffuse resistance. We don't create it. So in our world, when someone says gives an objection, we diffuse and re-engage again. And here's like here's an example. So if you get your prices to well, let me ask you, what would be a response before you met me that would be you how would you respond if someone said to you, uh, Diane, your fee is just too high, your your price is too high? What would be the normal response? Not a trick question that you say to someone. Uh, I would say I can respect that. Um, see, I, I don't try and talk them out of it. I give them other ideas of things they can do that are less expensive, but aren't me. Okay. All right. So <laughs> that's fight or flight. Either you defend yourself or you sort of pass them along and move them out. Right. What you did uh -huh. there. Two extremes. So our approach is in the middle where you diffuse and re-engage. So if someone says your price is too high, your fee is too high, what you say from our body of work is this. You say, you're absolutely right. It can be, and here it comes, perceived as high. No doubt about that. If you haven't had a chance to actually use our services to see the results that can happen for you, uh, being on the outside in, it can be perceived as high. That makes total sense. Would you be open to re-looking at this from a different perspective that we can build an ROI around that'll make sense for you? Would you be open to that? Oh, that's interesting. So I agreed and I diffused and I told them the truth. The truth is you're right. Uh -huh. It can be perceived as high. You don't have a result yet. Of course it is. Everything's high on the outside before we actually do it. Okay. This, this is interesting. So, okay. And I would imagine some, some people are you know, going to say, yeah, sure. What would that look like? Sure. Let's talk it through right now. Right. And you start to basically help them quantify the losses of the problems. You go back to the thing we talked about before, which is, See, if you get to the point where someone says your price is too high, you know what you did wrong? You didn't get them to the ROI. Exactly. You messed up, not them. It's always, your, it's always our fault, not theirs. Right, right. The results we get are because we're still using the old techniques and we're hitting bullets now. And we're on the defensive trying to defend ourselves. Yeah. Right. Welcome to a very dysfunctional relationship and world of <laughs> yeah fun mm -hmm. yeah and everybody's doing it every most business people in the world right now if you took a picture of their brain and you had the in, a, in the sales world you would see this world of selling which is presenting pursuing following up uh everything that you would talk about they're yeah. still in that space and that's that just doesn't exist anymore in the world in the mind of the customer. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. Do you think that there is a conversation to be had with um, company, like the leadership of companies to help them see that things have changed? Unlikely. <laughs> I know. What I mean by that is that most, 
you're talking about big companies like yeah. corporate level people um they are very uh difficult to change they run everything off a spreadsheet off the numbers game if you go to entrepreneurs and business owners they're the ones that are most open to change and trying new things see the big companies who aren't going to change they 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 focus only on how much they're making not how much they're losing yeah right so they don't they're not aware they don't want to talk about that they don't want to right. admit the truth that they're losing 80 percent of their opportunities by pursuing them the old way yeah. they only want to work on what they're making because that that makes them that then, then they're vulnerable and now they quite they got to question their existence of oh i'm a sales manager but i why am i yeah. oh i gotta rethink my whole role again see that that takes a very bold and brave person to have the courage yeah. to recognize that and revamp their sales thinking. Right. You're right. That's right. It's unfortunate that they, I mean, I totally agree with you and I think it's really a shame. And I agree that it's the entrepreneurs and the business owners who are open to it because they, especially if they weren't salespeople before, they don't have that imprint on them other than from the experience of being the buyer. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know, there's, there's another thing that I really like about this, and that is that for those people who feel like they're unsure of how to start a conversation, that this is perfect. Correct. Mm -hmm. This is perfect for the awkward person mm -hmm. who ha right. who's, in a who's in a sales role uh, and rainmaking role. A professional yeah. who's an advisor, mm -hmm. a consultant who doesn't associate them with the negative salesperson stereotype. They don't want to be part of that, that, that stereotype. They don't want to do any activity that's related to selling. Um, this, of course, is also great for high performers in sales and selling performers sure. who want to get better. Um, yeah. But this is the antidote. This is the vaccine to mm -hmm. all that negative horrible experience people have every single day with with the world of selling <laughs> it is i totally agree with you and ari this is so great i i really appreciate the work you're doing and and joining me to have a conversation and share it i've learned some things that i think are invaluable so i, I know the listeners have as well um, and will you share with them how they can find you and you know what you've got going on sure well, first thing I would recommend, go to unlockthegame.com. There's a free course there. You can take an intro course to get more insights on the concept. There's also a book there, Unlock the Sales Game, you can pick up. I got my new one next year called The One Call Sale. I also have a live streaming show on social media uh, called Stump the Guru, where people can jump on and ask me a live question and try and challenge me and push me off the mountain <laughs> with their biggest, <laughs> toughest sales challenge. Uh, and I'm waiting for that to happen. So that happens every couple of weeks. You can go to LinkedIn, say hello to me there, send me a connection and, and you'll see the, the show there. And um, other than that, I, I would just say that if you don't make the leap to this side of the fence, mm -hmm. you're going to always struggle with making money and selling because you're always going to feel like it's, it's not you, it's them. Yeah, and it I turns agree. out the truth is it's you. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I'm so glad you said it. I think it is absolutely true. And uh, this is just great. I, I mean, seriously, I really, 
really appreciate this. Um, I appreciate our listeners as well. They are why we are doing this podcast. And uh, boy, you, you really gave them some great information and ideas. And oh, I, I hope all of them connect with you and embrace this concept so they aren't in the 80s struggle anymore. Well, Diane, I think you have a real intuitive sense about this and the fact that with next year, we're going to offer the ability to become what we call a one call sale consultant. So maybe you can join us and teach us one day. Oh, that's fascinating. I would love to learn more about that. Right. Excellent. Very good. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much as well. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Discover more episodes of this podcast and explore others at evergreenpodcast.com. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And if you're looking to get your sales strategy headed in the right direction, pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Welcome to Don't Retire, Graduate, the podcast that asks you what you want to be when you grow up so you can graduate into retirement with a purpose and a passion, whether you're 25, 85, or any age in between. Gain actionable financial and mindset tips from your favorite authors, podcasters, and influencers to help you reach that exciting next chapter. Listen now and start building your path to financial freedom and reframing what retirement can mean to you. This is your host, Eric Brotman, reminding you, don't retire, graduate.